feel a bit. This is for you while you're editing. You stupid. <laughs> Your glasses make you look like Harry Hill. <laughs> what was that? Well, I didn't get a moment of silence from that. It was just buses all the way. That's good, because that is the most of your room tone anyway. Do you live in the bus depot? I live in a bus, That's yes. fun. I mean, they've got free fucking Wi-Fi and, you know, free Wi-Fi in this economy? Excite me the fuck The up. only thing is that TikTok kind of, the algorithm takes you down weird directions and sometimes it thinks, oh, you're an asshole that likes mushrooms and weird shit. <laughs> How do you feel about people that go away and live in their vans? And I'm like, I feel extremely oh, strongly yes. about this in a very positive way. And so now it's like, great, we knew you would because you're an asshole. So here are people that live in their vans now and it looks kind of great and i think you could upgrade that to a fucking like double decker bus oh fit a lot of plants in there is all i'm saying there's a subreddit for van life i can't remember which what it's called hashtag van life where some people do purchase buses and convert it and just just the sight of those instagram photos of their feet and some blankets and a dog looking out onto a lake with a sunrise that's the dream that's what I That's want. That's what I want. But here I am traversing Edinburgh in a fucking Lothian bus mm-hmm. with my computer, the sound rumbling in my ears. The bus drivers hate me because they hate everyone, yes. I think. No, no, Philippa, once, once, listen, once, once. I was going home and there was a bus driver. This was COVID times. I was on the bus, got on the bus. Thank you for my ticket, bus person, bus lady. I got away. And as I was coming off the bus at the end, she went, wait, wait. And I was like, what? Oh, my God, what? And she was like, take this. And I was like, what the fuck? What's happening? What's, what's going on? And she was holding out a card. And she was like, take it, take it, take it. And I was like, ah. And so I just like took the card and like stumbled off the bus all disorientated and like, what the fuck? And then I looked down upon the card and it said, I really like your vibe. Here's a compliment because I thought you looked <gasps> great pass this along to somebody else and i was just like jessica and like i looked i looked back at the bus as it sort of like went away into the fog and the mist over the horizon and then flew up into the sky as i held my little compliment card (laughs) yeah heartwarming very heartwarming i once like an asshole because i am one took a bus on i think december 24th Mm -hmm. i'm one of those jackasses Mm -hmm. who use Mm -hmm. a service you know on a day that should be a (laughs) holiday but i had to get somewhere Mm -hmm. so i took the bus and you know when they switch drivers at certain points so they switched the bus the the drivers and before he left the bus the driver turned around to us and he was this jolly man and he boomed merry (gasps) christmas everyone and the whole bus all started cheering and yelling Merry Christmas and that's that happened. Wonderful. And I, a consumer, was heartwarmed in my <laughs> I have Two more bus stories before I get on to the episode. <laughs> this is the bus episode. It's about buses, though. The history of buses. So one of my friends, Lo, she listens to this podcast. Hi Lo. They were they fell asleep on the bus without a hat. Woke up. Behatted. 
And then they came home. I call that a win-win. And they were like, got this cool hat. And it's a really cool flat cap. And then they gave it to me and I have it now. And I think one day I need I need to put it upon someone else and be like, enjoy. <laughs> and like maybe with a little thing, it's like you have to pass this over to somebody else. My second bus story is like, I was incredibly drunk. It's Edinburgh. I got on a bus and somebody was doing card tricks. And so I, I was like, oh! And so when they saw me being amazed at their card tricks, that they started performing card amazing card magic and i was just so drunk and so like happy and it's just so cute the, when like you're a magician you're really good at doing cards so you're delighting somebody and it's just within their soul to be like i did this to delight people and so i'm gonna do it and i was just like <laughs> like a little two-year-old just like amazed by everything they were doing those are my bus stories how do you feel about them the cockles of my heart once more i want although do you think that maybe your bus hat is a cursed hat okay go on because what's happened to you since mm. your i mean would you give an awesome fucking hat to a friend i wouldn't fuck my friends so they don't get my cool Lo shit gave me the cursed hat because they were sick of being mm -hmm. fucking cursed what a fucking bastard mm -hmm. Lo, fuck you <laughs> Friendship is magic. <laughs> Cursed fucking magic. God damn it. So now you gotta put that hat on someone else, not me. I don't want oh, your Oh no, hat. you don't know what hat it is though. So maybe I'll give you a plethora of hats and you'll be like, what a, what a <laughs> cranial boon I have. Oh no, which one is the cursed one? <laughs> and I can't say no to a fucking, to a haberdashery <laughs> of hats. I'll have to take them. Yes. Joke's on you, I'm already cursed. Aren't we all? It's 2022. Cursed. Happy New Year. Do you have a New Year's <laughs> resolution or anything? It's cursed. Mm. To be to be more cursed or less cursed? Maybe if you get another curse, it'll cancel out the other curses. Uh, like matter and antimatter. Just yes. science. Mm -hmm. I do have a New Year's resolution. It's to write more. And I can say after two days sitting at my computer crying over the failure I believe myself to be, I think I am a real writer now. Exactly. It's the feelings of insecurity and, and self-hatred, I think. I think the only thing that would have enhanced it more is if you had, like, a bottle of cognac. Isn't there a bourbon or something called Writer's Tears? <laughs> and I think I need that for my Instagram yeah, posts. I think so. Do you have any resolutions? Mine is to be tidier. Tidier? You were once like, I want to be the hero. Yeah. And then you were like, I want to be the king. And now you're like, I just want to clean my fucking 2020 life. and 2021 was very special in their awfulness. And I think the ambition was maybe what caused my woe. <laughs> and so if I go real achievable, you know, <laughs> get <it> real. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm very untidy. But my new resolution is like, if I pick something up, I can't put it down unless I put it back in its correct place. But I do argue that its correct place might be next to my bed on the floor. <laughs> Maybe that's where all of my stuff belongs. You don't know me. So I think I'm already achieving my resolution, but in in some it just need I just needed a fucking win, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> just let me tick off one fucking box. So happy new year, everyone. We said this was going to come out on the 17th, but I was caught under a pile of mess and Philip was writing too much. So there you go. Resolutions. Yay. So it is, it is my episode and now I'm going to say things. It's actually not your episode. You're just being really kind to me because I wrote to you in tears going, yes, I've been 
writing for so long. This was after six bottles of cognac, and I was like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> Whatever you want, Philippa. <sighs> I'm the king. Let me just wade through this pile of mess, and I'll get to my PC. <laughs> right, Philippa, so you do tarot and bullshit, right? I do bullshit a healthy amount. Yeah. I, th- I kind of like your approach to the mystic, though, because... I think I think mine is kind of similar to you in that like I'm not the sort of very woo Professor Trelawney Luna Lovegood type with like crystals and nargles, but also I, it's like we're like shit be weird sometimes, you know? Mm. Something some things are kind of unexplained and I think there's a comfort in things that are maybe more meaningful than they perhaps actually are. I'm waiting to see where you're going with this because I know that my guess about your episode was wrong. Make predictions now. <laughs> I've shown Philippa a very good picture and so she has some clue before this. Everybody pause your podcast right now and try and not make Discord. a guess. <laughs> and, Discord. and like, comment and subscribe and also make Make a guess about what the episode will be. I'm Jessica Byrne, by the way, <laughs> fuck. And I'm a mess inside and out. I'm Philippa Evans, and my New Year's resolution was to remember to introduce myself and this podcast, and I guess I've, I've done fucked that up. You done fucked it. It's okay. It's only January. Is it? <laughs> yes, is it, it is. Good. <sighs> time is weird, and everything is awful forever, including time, especially me and time. So yeah, what's your guess? All right, so you've already told me that my showman's rest guess is wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was the last episode justice. God, everyone's going to be fucking sick of me and my <laughs> weird episodes. <laughs> so I almost want to say Helena Blavatsky, but, Interesting. but I feel that it's not because that feels more like a Philippa thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a huge left turn right now and go... The arms race between Russia and America was... I'm reading the fucking script, Philippa, shut up. <laughs> this is my turn. The arms race between Russia and America was looking to do more than one-up each other on the physical plane, but also on the metaphysical one, too. What could be better than spies that could read minds? Okay, I've just been gasping this whole time. I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> or people that could blow up tanks just by looking at them. One of my favorite movies of all time is actually Akira. So you know it has it features the teenager that could wreck shit the fuck up very good with his brain powers. And by the way, Akira is set in 2019, so you know it's only a matter of time before we get Tetsuo Chimed. However, welcome to the bizarre world of Project Stargate and the Psychic Spies. Okay, I am excited. Yeah, good, you should be. So, in the beginning, the USSR knew that people with mind-reading or paranormal abilities definitely existed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All they had to do was apply science to it. After all, many of the myths and unexplained had since been researched and demystified. The sun being rolled across the sky by a giant scarab beetle? No, 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 no. We know what that is now. You know, it's... What is it? I think Apollo? it's... The, the sun, yeah. I think it's got something to do with, like, the gods laying an egg every morning and opening it in the sky if they're happy. But if they're not, they cry, and that's why the sun gone, and sometimes it rain instead. We now know that's what happens to the sun because of science. As early as 1917, the USSR was aiming to bring psychics out of spiritualism and into science by studying their brains. As perhaps the brain of the psychic would radiate different 
different brain frequencies. Mine Stop does. laughing. <laughs> this is this is real science. This whole episode is all real good science. So I this is how science it was. They made full like actual labs dedicated to the study of this field exclusively. So it wasn't just like some quack in his loft sticking speaker jacks into the brain to see if he could hear it. That's just me on a Tuesday night, really. That's the regular Tuesday's activity. This was serious stuff such as the Institute for Brain Research at Leningrad State University. Hmm. It's got university in the name. It must be it real. It's got research in the name. That sounds real good. Sounds sciencey to me. What they were searching for was the psi particle. It just makes me think of uh, Gangnam Style. Are we talking like PSY particle? The PSI particle. PSI. So yes, <laughs> Gangnam Style. <laughs> the, this particle would be the physical basis for psychic energy. It was purported that these particles would emanate from the psychic in measurable ways. But this is all very nice, but experiments, experiments, experiments were needed. In 1930s, these experiments were fairly harmless at first, so they determined that mirrors could be used to reflect and enhance the psychic wavelengths, and that the psi particle had its own unique wavelength of about two millimeters. How did they measure that? Though. With science! <laughs> Special calipers full of her fucking duh. Let me tell you, okay, so one of the ways they measured it was a spot of um, animal testing. Um, this is a bit sad, it involves rabbits. I'm ready. So they got a doe rabbit that just had a litter of, what are baby rabbits called? Kits, aren't they? Kits. Bunlets. Bunlets. Bun bunlets. So they planted electrodes in her brain while they took away the litter of her little bunlets. And they put the buns on a submarine that went <laughs> underneath the ocean. A bunny doing, submarine. Doing whatever Russians do. I want to say that it's like only these buns and they're having a very good little like pizza rabbit kind of bun expedition under like the sea. Or it's like a really tiny submarine Yay! made specially for them. Little fluffy babies. It was not like that. No, it was not. They then killed the litter systematically, oh. one by one, oh. very cruelly. They were like, at this time, we're going to kill the buns. You measure what happens in the mum bun. And so they did, because the mum bun had electrodes in. And at 6pm, or wherever it was, they were like, will she feel the psychic connection to her babies? Weirdly enough, they reported that, yes, it did measure in her brain. The psi particle was real all along. <laughs> Can I just say that the Russians were incredibly weird? And okay, I'm sorry, Russia, to have said this. <laughs> I've probably lost half our fan base. I was watching a YouTube video. Well, it, was, it wasn't done for YouTube. It was a video like done way back when, a million years ago in Russia, where they resurrect the head of a dog. Mm. You're going to tell me that you talk about this. No, go on. And we will put content warning spoilers at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah. But they have the severed head of a dog and they hook it up to wires and things and bring the head to life, basically. It's very disturbing and I don't recommend you look it up and watch it because it made me cry. Yeah, that sounds really bad. And... I don't know how to transition into my next section after that, but it does involve dogs because oh. they knew the psychic particle was real because of a psychic clown and his telepathic dog. <laughs> That's the picture that I showed you. That is the clown and his telepathic dogs. And I'm going to put it on the Twitter because it's so very 
good. They don't chop off his head, do they? The clown or the dog. And you'll have to find out right now. I was like, I'm going to tell you. So Vladimir L. Durov worked his whole life in the circus and was especially good at training animals. He was so good at making the dogs do whatever he wanted them to do that scientists were like, that can't possibly be anything but psychic connections. And so the scientists were then studying telepathy, wanted to uncover Durov's biological radio communications, as they called it. And over a period of two years, they had Durov participate in over 1,300 experiments, testing telepathic commands on dogs. (laughs) So this, as you know, I'm going down this dog training route, and it's so (laughs) hilarious to me. So this is this. What he did was he used his mind to give commands to the dog. Durov would start by looking deeply into the dog's eyes. He would direct all of his mental powers towards imagining the exact task that the dog was to perform, (laughs) as if he was looking through the own dog's eyes. After implanting the idea in the dog's brain, Durov would then give it the command to do the thing. What? Like, so be like, I want you to sit. I want you to fucking sit. You are gonna go them sit, and then he would go sit, and then the dog would then do that. Psychic, psychic, Why the? Why did they speak the spoken word? Why? But th- why? there's another thing. Sometimes he wouldn't even say, and their dog would know exactly what to do. But listen, there's sometimes a thing that you do with a dog to get them to kind of like think and engage with you is that yeah you imagine them doing something say like a sit or a down and you stare at them until they give you that because they know you want something and so they're like do you want to sit do you want to pull what do you want and they like tend to go through their repertoire of things to be like to be like so if you're like i'm imagining that i want them to lay down and then they're like a sit nothing happens and i'll lay down and i'm like yeah that's the one i want so he probably just fucking did that Oh, he just said, yeah, I wanted that dog to turn around six times and then a piss. I told it to do that with my mind powers. Why, yes, I did instruct Mr. Kibbles to eat the chicken from the plate <laughs> that I haven't been paying attention to. Just as I planned. Everything exactly as planned. I suggest to you... The dogs mm-hmm. are doing their own experiments on us fuck. that aren't nearly as complimentary. Mm. It's like, oh, fuck, what does this fucking loser want now? <laughs> Do you want the fucking paw? Do you want me to sit? Play dead, I wish I were, Jonathan. <laughs> dogs are smarter than us all. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I went into a huge rabbit hole about Durov the psychic clown dog. <laughs> He was fascinating, and I really wanted to say more and more because there was so much shit involving him. I was thinking that I was going to do a kind of companion piece to this episode and put it on Patreon because I just wanted to talk about him so much, and I was like, "This I can't fit it. There's so much to do. There's so much to talk about in Psychic Fucking Spies. We're already at like, oh my god, we're already at minute 20, and I'm only on page two. Shit. <laughs> god so, help yeah. us. Sign up to Patreon, where I'll put up soon an episode about the psychic clown dog man, because he was amazing. But I have so much more ground to cover. On we go. So this was all well and good, puttering around, experimenting with how people could doctor do a little and shit. When all of this was ruined, as things usually are, by a woman entering the psychic battlefield. And her name was Nina Kulagia. I don't know if that's right, but it is now. So Nina was a normal Russian woman by all standards of 1960s. She joined the Red Army's tank regiment at age 14, 
all very normal. Every woman does. But in the 60s, she was a housewife. When her powers gleaned the attention of the psychic finders, they brought her in for testing and in a controlled environment, and definitely real, they recorded silent black and white footage of her moving objects with her mind. These are on YouTube. You can watch them. I'm gonna guess straight away that this, mm -hmm. the experiment went like this. They asked Nina to look at the object and imagine it moving. <laughs> and, and then, then they would... <laughs> It's okay and moved it for So these were items that were non-magnetic, like pens and matchsticks and cigarettes, you know, small things. She could move a compass needle just by hovering her hand above it. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, these are on YouTube. Now, to me, playing devil's advocate is the part of the skeptic, of course. It looks like these are items small enough, small enough to put, like, magnetic items inside like mm -hmm. at one point she's moving a matchbox and the way it's moving around just looks like someone has a magnet underneath the table because you can't see underneath the table as well it's like a solid table how dare you blaspheme against the miracle of sigh <laughs> shun the non-believer <laughs> shun and really i know i know i'm playing the part of the skeptic just for balance but she really actually did move it with her tetsu her brain powers <laughs> take that america <laughs> and america did take that they panicked for two reasons. One, because they smoked a lot in the 60s and they didn't want their matches and cigarettes floating about all over the place. Two, this telepathic dog clown was fun and all, but now they have a tank woman that can move shit around with their magical mind powers. <laughs> I love the idea that they're like, they look at the cute Russian dog and they're like, well, we need our own battle warrior dogs. Yes. American <laughs> dogs. <laughs> because the the cute clown man, I think he has a samoid, so it's just this cute oh. fluffy little dog. And you know, Americans are just gonna have like a black mouth car or something, and be like, "Look, it's a fucking cool dog. It's a man's Fuck dog, your fluffy one." More importantly, though, back to Nina, she could stop a frog's heart beating <laughs> just with the power of her brain. Oh, I don't want to imagine how she does that. She was presented with a frog heart. Oh. Yeah, yes, by itself. What, do you think she could just kill a frog? Don't be ridiculous. Anyway, the Russians knew how to keep this frog heart beating with their special science solution of science, and then she came along and did stop it from beating. Science, bitch. <laughs> Magnets? I don't know. I was reading it. It just didn't really make any sense. They had it like floating in the solution with some like electro electromagnetic shit going on to be like, look, it definitely is alive and it's still beating, okay? And <laughs> we just had to take the fucking word for it. So, the USA was agog. They have telekinetic frog-killing tank-driving housewives. <laughs> they could do one of two things. One, make a bitchin' anime about that, which I would watch the fuck out of. Two, murder the French. Murder the French. Three, retaliate. With their own psychics. So the Cold War begins. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it begins in 1947. This is what they don't teach you in school. Right. So, it, like, yeah, Cold War, 1947 to 1999. The Iron Curtain was a dick. It was shit. It was characterized by espionage, the arms race, and piles and piles and piles of spies. Anything to rush to the top and assert dominance over the other superpower, you better believe they were going to do. If Russia had people that could explode things with brain power, surely America could get that and do it better with more freedom than those fucking commies. <laughs> and they'd have a fucking rad name. So anybody else knew how good and goddamn free and awesome they were. They called it 
Project Stargate. Oh, it just makes me think of Heaven's Gate cults. Yeah. Which I guess was also uniquely American. It makes me think of that TV program. Oh, like Star Trek? No, the one called Stargate. <laughs> Jess, I'm not a fucking nerd. You know, Stargate. <laughs> so the, the truth is, though, that the USSR and USA had pushed themselves into stalemate pretty early on in the arms race and shit. And so they were kind of looking for wilder avenues to tip things into their favor and spy on each other. With the fervor of the supposedly lovable teen protagonist looking into a women's locker room in the 1980s movie about skiing. So Project Stargate mostly involved the CIA, but it had others to back it up, like the Stanford Research Institute, the US Navy, the Defense Intelligence Agency, and the Pentagon. So it like it wasn't just like a bunch of quacks, it was pretty much the entire like apart from like the army, the entire defense service in America. They did research into psychic shit from nineteen seventy-eight all the way up to nineteen fucking ninety-five. What? They were watching fucking Toy Story, playing Wonderwall and Gangster's Paradise while they were figuring out if someone was fucking psychic or not. Yeah. Yeah. We were alive. Yeah, we were quite alive. <laughs> I was moving things with my mind at that yes. age. I was like floating around cigarettes and shit. <laughs> It's just, it's so bizarre to think. I mean, fucking apartheid ended in 1994 and the Americans, so like, <gasps> what a fucking coincidence. Oh my God. They were like, apartheid ended, we don't need psychics anymore. <laughs> We've been thinking real hard about dismantling racist structures in South Africa. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, my friends. <laughs> We did it, guys. You'll never poo-poo thoughts and prayers or changing your profile picture ever again. (laughs) Moving on, moving on. In 2017, a lot of this research was readily available now because the CIA, a lot of stuff from the CIA from back then was declassified and uploaded onto the the internet. So there's like billions and billions of hours worth of classified CIA shit. Is this the stuff we want to give to QAnon? QAnon already has it, (laughs) Philippa. They've known it all along, you fucking idiot. (laughs) You fucking moron. Because QAnon goes straight up Right. Stargate... It, listen, this is the first episode of 2020. We have to put in all of our callbacks because, Philippa, look at my hands. How are hands. you talking about fucking sigh and we're not going witchcraft? <laughs> <laughs> so, Stargate aimed to crack the very mysteries of the paranormal. So, this encompassed so many things that they wanted to research and identify what exactly made a psychic. This was telepathy. This was astral projection. This was sending your mind into the future to look at Mars. Yes, that's a real example. <laughs> Telekinesis, ESP, which is es- extrasensory perception, and clairvoyance. Wouldn't that just be your fucking dream job? Yeah, man. Being a goddamn psychic, yes. Getting high and telling people what Mars looks like. <laughs> yeah. And they're writing it down really serious and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then the nice scientist goes and gets me a cheeseburger. <laughs> And then they go and do that, and you're like, see, and then you smoke more. Psychic. So while telekinesis was the coolest, what they were most interested in was mind reading and what they called remote viewing, which is the psychic being able to see and describe a location that they can't currently see. According to Project Stargate, they had some success in this field. (laughs) My heart just goes out to all the cold readers out there. You go, girl. (laughs) 
According to an article in the journal Strategic Analysis, one of the psychics in Stargate was Pat Price, who was able to describe an ex-Soviet underground nuclear facility, which the CIA already possessed spy photos of. One, I would argue, is that's not any use to anybody, though, because everybody already had pictures of it. But two, Price managed to describe the cranes and gas cylinders detailed in the photograph to a scarily accurate degree. <laughs> Shocking. But my arguments, again, were he possibly could have glimpsed these photos if he was cutting about sound in the place where everybody was. And that's, you know, that thing that mentalists can do where they kind of like, they can make a drawing of the thing that you're drawing based on your, I don't know how they do it, but it is kind of fucking amazing. And it's not because they're psychic, they're just mentalists and know how to do it. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm like guessing, like looking at your audience's very subtle facial reaction. Exactly. So you're like, I see a room, there's a circle. Square, and they're like, <laughs> and you're like, a yeah, square exactly. is what exactly. I was saying. And also, it sounds like if someone was like, describe an 80s spy bad guy facility, you'd say there were cranes, there was vats of bubbling fucking like liquid and shit. You'd probably describe that and exactly. A dog? I'm seeing a dog from a clown. <laughs> This is cool as fuck. And a man with lobster hands going, look at my hands. And witches. And there's cannibals on a boat. What? It's a disaster. (laughs) It's a huge disaster on a boat. But there was more evidence of this thing, Philippa. A man called Joe McMonagall. McMonagall, yes. Like McGonagall, so you McGonagall. know he's a witch. He definitely is a witch because he was told to remotely view a Soviet construction site that was by the water and the National Security Council was concerned about this. <laughs> Joe was like, I got this. Let me send my brain over there. Everybody sit down. I'm going to send my brain. It's going to be fine. So he sent his brain. He did. And he described a sub marine being built there they were like yeah we could have fucking guessed that but listen he described a submarine the likes of which the u.s had never seen they were like joe don't be fucking ridiculous that's a silly thing to do but then four months later the soviets launched their typhoon class enormous submarine the likes of which the u.s had never seen psi particle is real Joe also predicted through remote viewing into the future. He predicted that between 2002 and 2006, the US would pass the teenager's right to work bill. (laughs) A new religion without the emphasis of Christianity. A science of the soul. Vaccine for AIDS. A movement to eliminate television. And a temporary two craze. Temporary two, even. Temporary tattoo craze that would replace wearing of clothes so trendsetter really he uh, he sounds like the next edition of i don't know what what are clothes magazines i don't is know is gucci a magazine i don't know Jess. <laughs> what are clothes magazines just do i look like a person who understands what fashion is and how it is communicated i haven't seen you in three years i don't remember anymore i pick up the latest trends through remote viewing god damn it <laughs> But I think we should gather our own army of psychics and astrally project our minds over to the workhouse. So I'm looking at a 
circle square room square yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. and and do you know anybody with a name beginning with a t, t a d, d maybe deb deborah oh it's deborah the orphan oh it's deborah deborah yes deborah yes that's right psychic while we're in the psychic place with our shall we try and make our orphan psychic or is that just gonna be too much power for them to wield over us and then they'll start revolts in some sort of horrible psychic way and then predict the future of our deaths and tell us and then we'll never get over it yeah what can go wrong and what can go wrong that's right we don't say anything this workhouse we just project the rumor with our minds okay right so we're just gonna be silent for the next five minutes and we're gonna project it into your mind okay close your eyes okay this is us i'm gonna be silent now and what you'll hear is in your mind you'll think that it's in your ears audibly in a normal way but it isn't it's in your my mind. psychic projection in your mind did you hear about emma r hammock tell me more psychically emma was psychic in the modern day but she found a very unique way of communicating with the spirits it combined one of my favorite things Pork. charity shop but yes pork and also charity shop bargain hunting. She would wander around the streets of New York going into second-hand shops and charity shops, fondling the second-hand garments, looking for those that were haunted. Ooh, I want haunted socks. She would shake the creepy snow globe featuring an angel that looked like it should be registered in the sexual predator list. She would <laughs> touch the bric-a-brac, sniff the garments. She could sense the aura of those left behind by Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> once she even touched a dress and she said that this dress saw Rihanna <laughs> she also used her powers of thrift shop garment hunting to solve unsolved murders because somebody was totally murdered in front of this pair of capris <laughs> the witness that never found the courage to talk <laughs> And then they took the capris to the witness stand and then they (laughs) said their story and it was so moving and they're making a Netflix documentary about it. And it's going to be six episodes long, even though it only should be one. I'm just saying that shoes have tongues. And souls. Please keep listening. Please, please don't not be in our patron anymore. Please keep it on. We need money for therapy. We need so much goddamn money. (laughs) But I psychically predict that you'll be able to solve murders and do all kinds of awesome stuff too once you join our Patreon (laughs) and don't leave because you're like, "Mm -hmm." so you can sign up in the place. Philip, I'm tagging you in. I'm reading the mind of our URL bar right now. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash awful forever. Double checking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, now I'm getting another word. Yeah. Patreon.com forward slash awful forever podcast. Oh my god, that's how my grandma died. <laughs> oh man. She says she loves you. Just. Oh, that doesn't sound like her. <laughs> Fuck. I mean... <laughs> 
did I say Jess? I said mess. She hated <laughs> she you. She said you're and a like, mess and your room is shitty and you're oh, not even keeping your New Year's resolutions. Nana, that is you. <laughs> so the orphans are levitating right now. I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. I'll psychically let you know how I feel about that. You say, running out of the orphanage, leaving me to die <laughs> as they turn on me like the children of the corn. I'll tell your story. <laughs> well, well, but psychically. So, Philippa, I'm not done with the definitely real psychics in Project Stargate yet. After, you know, going forward, astrally projecting our minds into the future to look at Emma, we're now back with more evidence of, of more evidence of remote viewing being definitely real, actually. So the Americans crashed an airplane somewhere in Africa. Where? Doesn't matter. Africa is just one country according to America. So it was crashed in some really dry bit. Sounds like Africa. That's right. I should know. I'm from there. So it was in a dry bit anyway. And they couldn't find it by satellite or anything else. So it was time to turn to the only other logical place, and that's the psychics. <laughs> so in Paul Smith's book, Reading the Enemy's Mind, it describes the US turning to a woman, Rosemary Smith. Quote, Though she was only shown a picture of a typical binder and told it was down somewhere in Africa. America! <laughs> I know, I know. Her description and hand-sketched map of the crash site closely matched the area where the US intelligence assets were not searching. As those assets were being shifted towards the indicated area, she was handed a topographic map and asked to circle the general location and mark with an X where she thought the crash was. End quotes. Sure enough, when they went there, it was indeed right there. Oh my god. One might assume, well, maybe she's a bloody fucking spy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just evidence of psychicery. Can I just say that mm -hmm. I used to read Tarot for Money because I was poor and my bunny needed to go through quarantine. And the questions I would get and turn down were things like, someone in my business has stolen important files and I need to know what those files were and who that person was. And I, a fool, went, this is above my pay grade and Tara doesn't work like that and I think you need to call the fucking police. <laughs> the police just call the fucking psychic. I, I should have fucking just charged extras, what I'm saying. That, listen, there's a lot of crimes that aren't <laughs> solved, and they, they go to the psychics, and the psychics go when they solve <sighs> them, fucking definitely. Fucking miss the boat-based disaster of psychic crime work. <laughs> I also can't talk about psychics without mentioning one of the most famous, perhaps, Yuri Geller. So I, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he was like really, really famous. He was a celebrity. He did spoon bending or oh, something. Yes. He was friends with Michael Jackson and uh, he was like a psychic superstar. And he appeared on various talk shows and was a pop culture icon for a while in the 70s. So the government took an interest in him during his downtime from being a celebrity. He took part in the search to find Osama bin Laden. <gasps> And there's even rumors about him trying to psychically locate other criminals and him being a psychic federal agent in Mexico <laughs> in his P -B home. A PFP. It's got to have a cool acronym. I'm disappointed. Yeah, as a PF. Hey, P a PF. He was a PF. That's the sound they make <laughs> as they disappear. 
psychically. Psychically. Brain powers. In his home, he proudly displays a framed CIA report saying that he had, quote, demonstrated his paranormal perceptual ability yeah. in a convincing and unambiguous <laughs> manner. It was real and it was fucking actually happened and real and good. The science checks out, quote, CIA. CIA. <laughs> Definitely. With all this being said, while the government did spend millions funding it, it wasn't really widely accepted as real. The only <laughs> they kind of only let them let them do small scale stuff that didn't really rely too heavily on people looking into the future or mind reading Cold War spies. However, sometimes people think that they have no other choice but to turn to the kooks. I mean, paranormal when you don't get the answer you want. I mean, when all else fails. I'm just saying, if we entrusted the bigger things to the psychics, we'd have fucking space force by now. <laughs> In 1979, America launched <laughs> Operation Eagle Claw <laughs> to rescue 52 diplomats that were being held hostage in an American embassy in Iran. Pretty serious fucking stuff. The psychics were asked to check in on the hostages via their remote viewing. They're stressed. They're not feeling very good Aren't right now. Very happy. They want to go to a disco and wear <laughs> flares. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, they also were supposed to report on their health, their whereabouts, their mental states, <laughs> yes, and so forth. They were asked to view the place that they were being held hostage and map it out to make like extraction easier. They even looked into the future to see if the outcome of Operation <laughs> Eagle Claw was going to be a success. Of course, with all this mapping information and the prediction, they were ready to go and win and be heroes. Taking this very seriously, the USA launched their rescue. Eight helicopters were sent to the first staging area called Desert One. Because <laughs> America's very good at naming things. <laughs> Eagle Claw. Desert <laughs> One. Stargate. Cool ass goodening go. <laughs> Only five arrived in operational condition. Sandstorms and such kept a lot of them non-functional. So the ground team... <laughs> they had a ground team, and they also blew up an Iranian fuel tanker for no Oops. reason with a shoulder rocket. Because they were, like, driving along, and then they were like, that fuel tanker is acting real suspicious! And then they <laughs> fucking shot it. And the explosion, of course, because they shot a fuel tanker with a rocket, alerted the entire fucking city that something was going down. And because of many miscalculations, the remaining helicopters had to refuel and before they could do a drop-in on the rescue. You have to shoot. I mean, you have to fill your tanks with the fuel, not shoot. Don't shoot it in... Oh, America. Oh, oh they didn't shoot it. Shit. So the choppers had to move to the side of the road to do some, some refueling. And instead of their ground taxiing, they did a hover taxiing, which is lift up into the air and gently hover into the correct position. So... I want you to picture the guy with the sticks at the airport. You know, he does like the mm -hmm. semaphore shit and guides the plane into place. Yes. He's doing that while the two helicopters hover into their new landing spot. Now, the thing about Iran is that it can be very sandy. So the sand blasted up by the rotary, bla by the rotary blades, it's hard to say, was blasting into the controller and hurting them. So they backed away. The pilots threw the sand clouds mistakenly thought that this was them 
drifting backwards. So they attempted to correct themselves by pushing the stick forward. And I quote, The RDH-53D struck the EC-130's vertical stabilizer with its main rotor and crashed into the EC-130's wing root. That cool. sounded bad. It sounded bad. I think what happened was the chopper's chopper sliced into the other one's tail. The end result was that they both crashed, causing eight deaths. The operation was deemed a complete failure, and they all returned. And the hostages were eventually released due to negotiations with Iran. <laughs> so the psychics were right all along! The hostages were released! A fucking prediction! I bet you as the helicopter was moving backwards, they were like, fucking Iranian psychics! They're pushing us back with their minds! <laughs> So if only those pesky people weren't there at the time of the crash to just uselessly die, all of that embarrassment would have been avoided. <laughs> so Stargate wanted to invent drones basically before the technology existed, where you would meld your mind into that <laughs> of a machine and pilot it with your thoughts. <laughs> Uh, this didn't work, of course, and also this was something that the USSR was heavily invested in attempting to do too. By the way, I will say that Russia was doing the exact same shit as this. It's just that we only know all this because of the declassification of the CIA documents, whereas like Russia is a lot more tight-fisted with all of their shit. Mm -hmm. So they were probably doing the exact fucking same thing the entire time. <laughs> I'm not just shitting on America. I'm shitting on everybody. Everybody but Britain. We're the best. <laughs> were we just like left out of the psychic ups thing, like sitting around poncily drinking tea, being like, how shall we oppress the South Africans more this year? Hmm. <laughs> Send them Thatcher. more gin. <laughs> Yes. Russia. Yes. They were also trying, they tried putting psychics in a submarine and had them beam their thoughts up to people on land. Untraceable. Uh, it did work for the rabbits, but apparently human brainwaves not powerful enough. It didn't work. But Russia being extra wanted to do this in space and have psychic <laughs> cosmonauts, especially those with precognition who could foresee and prevent accidents in space. And of course, the results of these experiments were inconclusive <laughs> ambiguous yes not sure anyway perhaps one of the most sinister forms of the u.s attempting to tap into the sixth sense was a little thing called project mk ultra wouldn't it be nice if you could control people's minds <laughs> i think the daily they called it brain warfare so the Cold War is raging. Communists are brainwashing the innocent Americans who were just trying to handle the fact that all these black people were moving into and ruining their nice white neighborhoods and now they've got to worry about this too? So many people were just so unhappy, which was such a difference from the 50s where everything was great. So was it because of injustices? No. This was America, goddammit. <laughs> their dissatisfaction had the only reason would be because of commie brainwashing from the Ruskies and the Koreans. They needed their own way of controlling people's minds. And according to the declassified CIA files, it involved, quote, influencing people's performance in combat or clandestine operations, or, quote, crushing the human psyche to the point that it would admit anything. Crushing the human... Why aren't people happy? We should crush their psyches. <laughs> 
to do this, they gathered themselves some subjects. These were the poor, the mentally ill, the most vulnerable in all of society. They could easily influence and get their hands on. They were subjected to a number of horrific, inhumane experiments. It was basically torture. And they had a lot of like painful electroshock therapy, dosing them with terrifying LSD without telling them they were going to do any of this, and sexual abuse. There's a lot on MK Ultra, which I may look into more. It kind of, it's one of those things that either deserves like a little Patreon Minnesota or its own episode, because there's a lot. But one of the worst things that I'll say was Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> It, it's never a good operation, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they used sex workers to lure poor Johns into a home in San Francisco, dose them up to the fucking gills with LSD, all while CIA agents watched from behind a two-way mirror while the sex worker did their job and trying to fucking mind control people. <laughs> Some agents later on down the line after they interviewed people like, what the fuck was MK Ultra?" They were like, yeah, this one was just kind of like a thinly veiled attempt at voyeurism. <laughs> and there kind of wasn't really a point. We just knew that we could do it and so did. I mean, how do you even apply for a job like that? <laughs> which which part? <laughs> all of it, really. All, every single fucking part of it. All in all, there was generally a lot of attempts to measure and capture something that may or may not even exist. And there was, of course, many skeptics. But of the few reported successes... This could kind of be down to confirmation biases or coincidences. Because if you predict tomorrow a man will die, well, of course that's going to fucking happen. And also, if you predict a hundred wrong things, but there's one right one, people put a vaster significance on the one you got right. So if we go back to the Iranian hostage situation, for example, the psychics made around 202 reports on the situation. Over half of them were, quote, entirely incorrect, and a measly 59 were only, quote, a little bit correct. <laughs> Seven out of the 202 were accidentally accurate. <laughs> And that is only 5% more than if they were guessing randomly. And it's only that higher number because of such a tiny sample size. So basically, MKUltra and Project Stargate folded because of there being no real damn fucking evidence on whether or not... Apparently, people are like, I'm not sure still that anyone was actually psychic. I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. Eight people died, Barbara. It's a mystery, I guess. We'll never know. And, and also, some of the most positive reports from the thing said that, yes, they definitely were psychic, though, all along. It was a bit like a student who was asked to mark their own homework. They were like, top marks, me. And so, yeah, of course, they were going to make themselves look good and that it wasn't fucking complete flop. So I have looked into the future though, Philippa, and I've seen that everyone listening to this has signed up to our Patreon to support us. And you've also told all your friends about how great this podcast is, and given us a review on Apple Pods and Google. And also your grandma forgives you for <laughs> the thing. You know the one. That thing. And that is Psychic Spies, Project Stargate, The Eagle Claw, and MK Ultra, and other cool naming things that are good. I think this is maybe my favorite episode of yours mm. of all time now. For I, a psychic, somehow did not know of this. Like, I think of all of it, MK Ultra is probably the most famous because it's got the word 
ultra in it. Ultra. Plus it was just ultra. Really, it, they basically just like tortured people. Plus ultra. <laughs> yeah, plus ultra. <laughs> there's there's a few YouTube videos of them like um, talking to people after they've given them LSD and not told them a lot of these things in MK Ultra is because they didn't tell them what they were doing, so they just like subjected them to shit, and people thought that they they were losing their minds, and so when the scientists were like, okay, I'm gonna I'm influencing you and I'm going to crush your psyche. You have to do this thing. And they're like hallucinating and tripping balls and they've never done that in their life. And so like they're like, yeah, okay, I think I'm dying. So I better do what you say. <laughs> My soul is dead. But the Russian psychic dog telepathy <laughs> clown boy. And speaking of nice things like <laughs> Russian psychic dog telepathy clown boys, some things are nice sometimes. Yes. And it's my fucking turn. Yay. It's been... We've, we haven't talked for a billion years, so we've had Christmas and shit in between, and New Year happened, and then it was my birthday. Oh, shit. I think I mentioned this in my Patreon, but I'll say here, normally I'm Little Lord Birthday for my birthday, but this year I was Fire Lord Birthday. Fire Lord. Because Alex got me a message from Dante Basco, who voices Zuko, <laughs> telling me happy birthday and this amazing message about honor he mentioned honor like 16 times and also he was like weirdly sensually posed in front of a <laughs> fireplace which is really cool so how can your year be bad now exactly it was set on such a right foot so i think that's gonna flavor my year i'm not little lord birthday i'm the fire lord and i need to do everything with honor and, and a little bit of fire yeah <laughs> yeah 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 wow my good things are so much tamer <laughs> set it on fire a little bit just put fire on it i was gonna say that my good thing is that i've just finished a story that i really want to submit and now i'm gonna set it on fire a little bit yay because that's gonna make it better somehow yes. for real though it will it's gonna be our year it's gonna be our year <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be our year it's gonna for be real though time. so i see good things for us i psychically projected my mind in the future and wait a second are we riding on a zebra made of gold are you the king now i think i'm the king am i wearing a cloak entirely made of peacocks living ones oh my god we we're so hot <laughs> what, what the fuck who are we is that even me well i guess ooh, buses I guess whatever future we end up in, there will be bosses. And look at that. We've come full circle. Oh, good 2022, everybody. I'm sorry this is at the end of the month. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>